Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The In This League Podcast Network. Oh, it was a horror show, all right. Let's step into the ring. Welcome to In This Ring. The greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. And now, here are your hosts, Joe Pizzapia and Nathan Bush. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. It is me, it's Nate Bush, and it's you, and we're talking all things wrestling today. We're going to have a recap of all the pay-per-views. That's right, there was more than one pay-per-view this past weekend. And uh, we have some feelings about both of them. We're also going to talk about the latest going on in news and notes in the world of wrestling and have some fun. But if you're new to the show, I want to remind you, uh, this is In This Ring. You can follow us on Twitter at In This Ring and Facebook as well. You can also subscribe to anywhere you get your podcast if you want your weekly fix of fun and wrestling with me and my buddy Nate. Nate, how are you, my friend? Because let me tell you something. You must be tired, I would imagine, running this amazing Facebook tournament of the greatest wrestling matches ever. I think we're, I don't know if we're in the semifinals yet or wherever we are, the quarterfinals, but it's getting tougher and tougher. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you, man, you put some work in with that. Uh, we are in the Elite Eight as we speak. There wow. are eight matches remaining. I what are the just, eight matches? Tell all the kids out there. I'll even give you the matchups. I have the, the term, believe it or not, there is, there are nope, physical you tournament. The, you can hear the rustling paper, so you know it's true. It is. I actually, I actually did put physical tournament brackets together. Um, well, it, the, is this because like March Madness didn't happen, and you have like tournament withdrawal? Is that what's going on here? Yes, basically. Okay. Basically, it, it, it's it's some fun. It, it's by the good... way, this is way better than March Madness for me because I'm college basketball. <laughs> like, I, I can care less about college basketball. I know I'm the only guy in the planet that doesn't care about college basketball. I don't, but this I love. So give me give me the matchups, and I will spoil it for everybody. I will vote. I will tell everybody my vote and what's going on here. Go ahead. Give me the match. Okay. All right. So basically, I just decided to do this because I got sick of everybody arguing on Facebook. So I was like, I'm going to do something fun. And uh, so this is this is why this came up. So uh, the first match up here in the Elite Eight is Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Cruiserweight title versus mask match from Halloween Havoc 97 against Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12. I got to tell you, my vote's going to go with the Iron Man match because Broadway's a Broadway at the end of yeah. the day. You you wrestle for an hour, you wrestle for an hour. Um, I mean, it's probably not as fun of a match to watch, but I'm sorry. Like, the you know, the Broadway's a Broadway. There's no way around that. Like, it's not going to win and it shouldn't win, but I don't know. That That's my vote right now. What's the next one? Let's see. Well, the Mysterio Guerrero match has been the Cinderella of this tournament it beat flair steamboat two out of three falls and Shawn michaels razor ramon in the latter match so yeah was... and you know what i'm okay i'm at peace with both of those like i i actually i kind of i get that i okay. i don't think i voted f i think i i don't think i voted for it either time but i was not upset about the advance because that is it is a great match and, oh, it's, and it's an important match too right okay. exactly uh next one is Shawn michaels and the undertaker from wrestlemania 25 versus which is Shawn number one for me period end of story yeah. but yes versus Shawn michaels and the undertaker from wrestlemania 26 yeah and 25 is better than 26 i think we could all agree on yeah, that i yeah. I, I will agree with that you should there. be a clean sweep and it's nothing against the second match because it was very very good it was great uh but it's that it's that first one for sure it's 25 uh then there is flare steamboat from shy town rumble against TLC2 from WrestleMania 17. Mm, that's a tough one. TLC2 has been on a tear. It went through uh it went through Angle Michaels from Mania 21. I was And surprised. you know what and I did and I and I commented on that post. I said I know this is not going to win. But what, remember what I said on that post? I said yeah. Angle versus Shawn Michaels might have been the one wrestling match that felt the most like a fight and a competition in the history of all wrestling. Like I felt like these guys 
were legitimately trying to hurt each other the entire time. Yeah. And and it was a long match. It was like a half hour plus. Like it was it was it's one of the best matches I've ever seen. It's so, so good. And, and this um, is I, I feel like what it comes down to with these two, Nate, when we're going through these elite eight, as it were. It's you know the the other you know matches is, is fantastic, but you know whenever you have tables and other things and big high spots, I think it changes the dynamic between that and a wrestling match. And I think you, it's so much harder to get a two you know just two person one on one wrestling match to the where Angle and Shawn Michaels got it, and and I, I think that's why I probably won't vote for it this time either. But it'll probably advance. Yeah, I mean Flair Steamboat is the the trilogy of matches they had were I know. Perfect, so. And I've already eliminated, you know, uh, like we already eliminated one of them, right? Like, I don't want to do two, two of two them. Two of them, actually, yeah. yeah. The two out of three false match was the one I thought would would be the one to, to beat, but it ended up Mysterio Guerrero beat that. The other one, if I can find it here, got eliminated by Undertaker Mankind in the Hell in a Cell match. But which, again, you know, an iconic moment. Yeah. Is it a great match? I don't know. You know, it's it's... It's great to watch, but I, I don't put it in the same. I don't put it in the same category. You know, it should have got been in there without a doubt, but I don't know. It's just not for me. What, what's the last one? Is there a last one or am I? I'm yes, just one more. Um, CM Punk and John Cena from Money in the Bank 2011 against Bret Hart and Steve Austin from WrestleMania 13. Yeah, See, I'm match. always going to go with the double turn yeah. for me. You know, that's it's, my it's, that's my favorite match of all time. So. I'm kind of partial to that one, but I mean, I put this together. I went with 70 matches and I did some research on, uh, you know, I used some, some help from Meltzer and the star system. Um, I did go, but I, I used my own judgment as well. Uh, I purposely left out ring of honor, new Japan, uh, matches just because I haven't seen them. Well, yeah. And I think the multitude of people haven't seen them, you know, but yeah. I mean, there's, there's some, uh, Okada matches like, a you know, the Naito match <laughs> that yeah. I saw, uh, you know, at Madison Square Garden uh, two years ago was unbelievable. Like, you know, there's there's things like that that, that you know, it, it starts to get a little messy. I think keeping it just stateside is probably, it's probably for the best there. You know, yeah. most people have seen these matches. And, it, and it's great. It's a great discussion. It's great fodder. It's been fun. You did the one about the belts, and I love that one. That one's absolutely tremendous. Yeah, and I got one coming up. I'm going to start putting it together here soon. After um, probably next week, we'll start. 128-man greatest wrestler of all time tournament. I'll save you the time. It's Shawn Michaels. (laughs) You're going to say it's Bret Hart. I'm going to save you the time and say it's Ric Flair. No, well, you know what? I'm fine with that, too. I'm fine with that, too. Like, I'm fine with Ric Flair winning. I'm fine with Shawn Michaels winning. I'm okay with Stone Cold Steve Austin winning if he did. I'm not okay with Hulk Hogan. Not, not okay <laughs> at all with that. Without a doubt, not okay. There's a lot of guys well, I would not be okay with. I want to I wanna include a lot in this. Like, I want to go way back. Like, I'm going to put, like, if, if I can do the research and, and figure it out, I want to put guys like Luthez in here. I want to put, you know, Giant Baba and Antonio Inoki. I'm looking to go territories. Yeah. yeah, Bruno. I'm looking to go territories. I'm looking to see, you know, like JYD when he was Henning. in the South. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to just stick with like WWE and WCW. Like, I want to expand and really dive deep. That's why I went ahead and said, okay, screw it. Let's do 128 man tournament and uh, we'll go from there. But the the match tournament actually took took me about four or five hours of prep to get it all together and get everything lined up. But it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. And uh seems like most everybody is enjoying it on Facebook. Oh, it's so. great. And what's so difficult is getting, uh, you know, it's when you start pitting some of these together and you go, well, I mean, come on, these are all great. But, and that's why I think you have to think of it outside the box a little bit. And that's why I was upset that Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels didn't beat the TLC match because the TLC match is unbelievable. It's fantastic. And, but, you know, I will always, you know, take the props away take the stuff away, take the high spots away and give me two guys in the ring telling a story. I, the, I think the, I think it's just so much more difficult to, yeah. to be great. You know when It's just two guys and the ring and their skills. And that is, uh, that's just a, a terrific thing. And I actually just rewatched that match a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago with my kids. Yeah. They had never seen it. It's and so boy, good. my God, is that Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels match really good like that? Yeah. You know, and I- like, I also left out for anybody that's wondering, I left out the, and I made a post about this before 
I did the tournament. I said, I'm going to leave out matches that are not exactly great matches, but they have those iconic moments. Uh, Hulk Andre, uh, you know, Rock Hogan matches where oh wow well, they're not big, they're, or, you know warrior right. and Hogan, it, I, I, warrior. yeah no i don't think you can do like that's the difference that's almost i mean hell in a cell with mick foley and an undertaker is nearly that it's it's nearly that i mean really when you the think only about reason it, i put it in there you know it, it, you're right and the only reason i put it in there was because it was highly rated the lowest rated matches in this tournament were four and a quarter stars um, there was actually a lot of NXT matches. I think that the guys that showed up the most in this uh, were probably Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and Johnny Gargano. Uh, those yeah, were you know what? And the Gargano Cole matches showing up. The Gargano Cole matches and some of the Gargano Champa matches too really were spectacular, right? and especially the the the, oh, yeah. the the triumvirate of Gargano Cole. That trio of matches was I, I don't know which one is my favorite. They're all so good um i th- i want to say the first one's still my favorite although they're all just just tremendous but i just remember by myself watching that one and just popping every time somebody yeah. you know put their arm up and i thought it was the match was over i couldn't believe it i mean it's very rare like you watch something on your own and you go oh my god like i can't believe it's still going you know in a group of people it's it's obvious you do those kind of things you just kind of feel it but you just felt it coming through the screen when you're watching it and i was glad to see those get respect here because they deserve it, and that was very cool. That was a very cool thing to see. But that's way back wrestling. Let's talk about wrestling now. And you know what? Let's talk about um, the most entertaining pay-per-view of the weekend, which was not Extreme Rules. I actually think it was Slammiversary. That's right. Not going to argue. Not going to argue uh, that point. <laughs> all right. First of all, we have a new women's champion over there uh, in, in Impact Wrestling. It's Deanna Perrazzo, which... You know, as a, as a knockouts champion, I was kind of surprised they did it this quickly. But you know what? Good for them because she's a hell of a worker. We've talked about her many times on the show. We thought it was kind of short-sighted that WWE moved on with her. And you know what? She's already holding a belt and good for her. I think this was a good move because I, th- I think it got people talking. And that's one thing that Impact does pretty well right now. You know, they've lost a lot of people between WWE. They lost a lot of people, be, you know, to AEW. But you know what? They somehow keep managing to find ways to keep people talking. And that wasn't the only, you know, piece we got here. We got Heath Slater showing up there. Uh, we also got the uh, the Good Brothers showing up there. We got uh, always the North is always fun. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the North. Yeah, I'm um, actually starting to think that the North are, you know, that we're going to see them pop up in uh, tag team wrestling uh, specialty match or specialty places, or as I call it, AEW. Uh, I, I want to talk about that soon, but anyway, the North, <laughs> fantastic. I North love great. Ethan Page. Those Page guys is are, a star. Page is yeah, a star. Those guys he will are be great. a star. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you got Eddie Edwards taking the belt here, which I think was good. But you got Eric Young showing up in that match, which was a big EY. surprise. I love you. Why? A uh, good friend of mine, good friend of the show. And uh, you know what? I didn't even know. So he did a really good job of keeping us under wraps. And I'm uh, very happy to see him back out there. And look, you know what? If they're going to give him a chance to, you know, to to finish out his career strong, because I know he is, you know, he's talked to me about it that, you know, I don't know how many more years you want to do this. And I know he's transitioned to a lot of fantasy stuff and hockey stuff and some other things that he does really well. And he's a really smart fantasy guy, good with football, good with everything. I've had him on a lot of shows and, you know, I've gotten to be in some leagues together and some drafts together and hang out. I'm really happy for him because I think WWE just, they didn't realize the asset they had. I think they overlooked him and it's unfortunate because, you know, because of his size, but man, the the dude is just, he's terrific. He's terrific yeah. in the ring. He's a terrific personality. He's so versatile. He can be dangerous, crazy. He can be crazy funny. And, and I'll, those guys don't grow on trees. Also, uh, you got some uh, some tag team action because the Motor City Machine Guns showed uh, up that, too. That popped me. I love me some Motor City Machine Guns. I always have loved them, the guns. So, Dude, give uh, me the guns versus the North and get out of the yeah. way. Yeah, do it. And they're already they're already setting up for that. And I'm like, man, am I gonna have to start watching Impact? <laughs> I'm, you know what? I you know, we've it's funny because we've had this conversation here on the show in the in the recent months where I don't I forget what night it might even be Wednesday night or Thursday night, whatever night it is that it's on, 
one of these nights it's, on, it's tuesday okay tuesday night it, that that's right you know what and and it's because my kids are not over on tuesday nights and that's why i end up watching it some nights because i'm just flipping and it's like 10 it's like the repeat you know they yeah. have it from 8 to 10 or whatever it is then they show something else and it's on again 11 so like 11 o'clock i'm flipping around I'm like oh i'm gonna watch impact and i've really enjoyed it and, and it's been pretty good for the most part i like the things going on in the knockouts division some of the storylines there they have are fun and if you give me the Motor City Machine Guns and the North, I am going to be watching. Like I might be DVRing that to make sure I don't miss it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's something I need to see. Yeah, like you know, and good job on them. Could you imagine, like right now in this landscape of what's going on in wrestling, that we're actually leading the show with Impact, which is stunning to me. And and we didn't even talk about EC3 yet, who's back yeah. there. And and EC3. look. And, in-ring performer he's he is limited okay you know but i will say this i think personality wise i think he he fits there that's his home i always feel like and all of a sudden i think impact's done a good job now we always have the same thing when you have these guys who get let go from wwe it feels like a big moment when they show up and then you realize the same thing sometimes about them which is well the reason why they got let go in the first place is because they're not moving the needle and they're not appointment television. Now, I don't think the good brothers at this point are, are appointment television. I don't think EC3 is. I will watch Eric because Eric's always entertaining. However, I still think it's a really important thing that, you know, after the negativity last month with Tessa Blanchard and all that, that they really took all that and they spun that heat in a whole other direction. And I think it's great. And and Heath Slater being there is great too, I think. Yeah, I was really happy to see Heath land somewhere and, he posted a hype video on Twitter that was really good. Yeah, I saw that. It was really good. It was worth the watch for sure. Um, you know, Heath Slater is a guy who never got a chance. He was always entertaining, but he never got the chance to show how good he could really be in terms of in the ring. And everybody I've ever talked to that has been in WWE and seen him work and been in the ring with him say, yo, this guy is great and they're really using him wrong and all that so he's more versatile than they ever imagined and i and he proved it a couple weeks ago with that drew mcintyre piece that he did that that whole thing with him was really really good and such a good promo (laughs) it was but that's the whole thing like he's always been you know they when when you have good comedic timing they almost take advantage of that and and what they do is they they pigeonhole you and say this is who you are you're the you're the comic relief guy and it's yeah. a shame because he he actually did have a lot more than that. And and the thing is, when they, they put that moniker on you, I feel like in that company, that limits you. The only guy that I feel like has been able to somehow overcome that and get to that other tier, I think, is Kofi recently. Because Kofi, I mean, New Day's fun and all these things, but I feel like he kind of broke through the ceiling of just the fun guy. And somehow yeah. it all came together and he had that run and it was limited, but you know, it was, it was good. And I think we're all glad and we're all better off for it. But don't you think that that kind of limits people in WWE when they put that on you? Yeah, it does. Um, you're basically, when you're looked at as the comic relief, that's all people are going to look at you as, I mean, Drew McIntyre, unless you leave and come back, which Drew McIntyre did, uh, Jinder Mahal did, but I mean, people still didn't take him seriously as a world champion, but they are taking McIntyre seriously. It, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's a double-edged sword, but Heath is such a good worker. And and remember how over he and Rhino were with the, you know, trying to win the SmackDown tag titles. That was, right, now they got them all back together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like they were so over as the tag team champions there, and it just feels like WWE just wasted it. So it's like, oh, they've got, they've got you know, they're over. They're, they're, ah, who cares? Yeah, uh, look, it, it's just it's funny right now but of all the things we're talking about talking about the impact and and before we transition to the horror show just because it's on my mind um did you see um brian cage versus john moxley a couple weeks ago did you happen to catch that um i I didn't see i saw highlights but i didn't watch the entire (laughs) i saw it and cage once again i think came off really well didn't like the finish obviously but (laughs) you know not a not a big fan of the finish uh you know throwing in a towel 
what the hell is this? Is this Rocky Four? What what are we doing here? So, uh, <laughs> well, he didn't throw in the towel there. Poor Apollo just standing there. Yeah, like, well, he was a little like, I'll go throw in the towel. Throw in the towel. Apollo, man. And Carl Weathers is in there like, hold on, baby. That's got some meat on it. You put that, you got a stew going. Let me tell you, man. Like, Cage Anybody looked gets like that a ch- reference. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Cage looked like a stud, though. Cage looked like a champ, and you know I continue to be very impressed with him because whenever you get the bulky guys, they just never, oh, they never sell well. They they look stiff in the ring. He doesn't, you know. He looks like he's going to be, and then he gets in there, and he's just terrific. Well, and you know, you know, well, they, they, I, another I guy they're going to build up aired. and waste. Yeah, really. Uh, he'll end up in a tag team soon actually <laughs> yeah. he will because i don't know if you saw this i don't know if you saw this uh they've actually added another member to the taz i don't know what, what to call it, stable or <laughs> yeah i mean and speaking not, of stables right? we got to hit this too later in the show is all of a sudden wwe is full of factions but we'll get to that in a second <laughs> like... but yeah the the ta- they've added ricky starks who was a former, um, I think he won the the television title for the NWA on NWA Power. Yeah. He was the first TV champion since they brought it back. So they've added him. Uh, he attacked um, Darby Allen on AEW Dark. I'm not sure when that episode aired, so if we're covering that early, I apologize. Uh, but yeah, I saw that the other night. So I was like, uh, oh. You know what, man? Like so Another look. tag team. Yeah, and and what a what a shame! It's like you know we bring in these guys, we build them up as monsters, and then none of them win. And then you yep. know they're they're wrestling on dark, which is just crazy to me. Like Lance Ar- yep. Lance Archer felt like a huge deal, and I was loving it. I was loving the stupid backyard wrestling squashes of the hundred guys. Like all of it was just great. Like this is like what he does for sport in the country. He just lines him up like Stu Hart in the dungeon. He's just like you know. <laughs> Hey there, young fella. Uh, you come downstairs. I'll show you a thing or two about a thing or two. <laughs> you want some eggs? Uh, big rhino. Oh, look at him. <laughs> but but seriously, like you know, we we should do a whole podcast in that voice one day. Look at me in this then, ring. <laughs> hey there. Hey, yo, it's me, uh, Joey, Joey P. P. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so much fun to do Stu Hart voice. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know how to pick things up now. I don't even know. I'm completely lost in <laughs> Stu Hart. But no, what, could be, what could be doing... worse. We could be doing Billionaire Ted. <laughs> That's true. But, uh... you know, they, they keep screwing the pooch here with this. And I'll tell you what, you know, you know the, the revival match with pentagon and phoenix i had very maybe my expectations were too high but it fell a little short to me uh, yeah, i don't know it 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 just it was outside of that one incredible move ray phoenix did on the outside which was incredible like that 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 sunset flip thing he did with uh, that that <laughs> oh my god on the outside he did everybody that was unbelievable and uh i i was just you know that popped me for sure but the rest of it i just kind of eh. And then the whole beer thing and the pouring the beer in people's head. Oh my God. It's, how it's tired cringe. is that? It, it's cringeworthy booking. It's like is what 1997. It is. What are we doing? What it's so 98, 99 at most. Like it's just so lame. What what are we doing here? This is not insulting or oh, you know, when they talk about what you know, this is the problem when you when you Put yourself out there as the cutting edge of, of of the sport, and then you run BS like that. It makes me roll my eyes, man. And I literally roll my eyes when I was watching that, dude. AEW, the demographic wrestling network, uh, because that's all they talk about. I know. And it's, you know what it makes them sound like? It makes them sound like they're grab. It makes them sound little. It makes them sound like they're grabbing at straws and they shouldn't do it. it makes like, them I know- sound like that kid you played video games with and you'd beat him. Every I was winning at halftime. Right. Yeah, I was. I was letting you win. Yeah, it's 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 I not a good care. look. Yeah, it, it's terrible. And they've got Chris Jericho out there, and I it, I don't know, man. It just seems like I want to like AEW a, a lot. I really do, but it just like they just seem like the guys that talk so much smack, and they talk about how great they are, and then when people are like, "No, you're not that great," then they like, "You don't understand." You're you're small minded. It's just like no, small minded. It's you're just... carbon copying the WWE, 
and you're, you're just slapping a different label on it and yeah. trying to pretend it's something else when it's really not. Yeah. Like it's looser, but that doesn't make it better just because it's looser and there's more creative input. It's, it's too tag team heavy. We've said it here before. And there's things I like, like I just went on for five minutes about how good Brian cage was in that match. Yeah, there's and, some positives and, on there. I think Cody's yeah. having great matches right now. Tony um, is, you know, I mean, I'm, him fighting Sonny Kiss is one of these things that I look at and I go, okay, well, that's cool for Sonny Kiss, but we know he's never going to win. So yeah. it's, I don't know. I don't know if that's what you want to be doing on Fighter Fest. Like, we should be having matches on, if you are promoting a big show, you should at least give me plausible believability that's, that some of these guys might lose these belts. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's tough. It's, it's tough. It's, uh, it's I'll tell you what, I have another signing for them. You want you want another here's another free agent signing for the women's division that I think that um, unfortunately they just I don't for whatever reason I don't know but WWE let her go a couple months ago and I think Tainara Kanchi would be fantastic there she's got a real background in judo she is an incredible heel she's very entertaining she's uh, absolutely stunning she's really good in the ring really good with the crowd whenever there is one. And for whatever reason, yeah. I don't know why it was just like, a, I don't know if it was a visa thing or whatever it was, or they just didn't have anything for her, but they cut her. And I think it was a big mistake because I think she could be a star and she could be a star for them. And she's international and they like that. Like, that's another person that I would put out there that I feel like would be would do very well there in that women's division. And I know there's some more rumblings and some other people possibly getting there. But before we... Uh, <clears throat> you know, lose the show here in, in AEW black hole. Let's talk about the horror show and we can, you know, crap on WWE <laughs> for a moment. <laughs> hey, look, we don't live to do this. We trying to find the positive most of the time in most of these things. And we will here, but this wasn't good. It was not good. Um, you could argue that the best match was Kevin Owens and buddy Murphy. And that was in the, the pre-show. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, I felt like, okay, why bother? Like, why give me a match like that? And you know, this is a 50% chance I'm not going to see it. By the way, where's, where, where, where's the uh, third member of the Messiah trio? What, whatever happened to him? Where is he? I don't know. I, I'm where's Austin Theory? Out. Right? I, no I one's no mentioned clue. it. No one's talked about it. Either he tested positive for COVID because it's Florida and everybody is. Apollo Crews probably did and that's where we're getting this whole angle from where all of a sudden he couldn't wrestle but dude like all of a sudden they, they got, that was a really good little story another nice little faction all of a sudden he just disappeared so i'm guessing that's what it was but i don't want to speak out of turn but if it's not that then what are you doing with this kid like why'd you rocket him through there if you're just gonna take him off tv without telling us to, i mean have you even noticed i noticed it like on monday and i said i said where's austin theory for god's sakes after all that yeah um, it's been one of those things where it's like, eh, maybe he's just because I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt with the COVID situation. So I'm kind of like, okay, you can't guarantee everybody's going to be there every week. So, but yeah, it's starting to become glaring. It now. is. It is. And you know what? It's a shame because it was a really cool thing. It was the way they built it when he got discarded from the one group and Rollins took him along. Yeah. It was, it was very, you know, Messiah-esque. It was perfect. Like, it it was. really fit. It was very good. All right, let's get to uh, new tag team champions, uh, which Loved is Cesaro it. and Shinsuke Nakamura versus uh, the New Day. So how do you feel about the New Day giving up the belts to uh, Nakamura and Cesaro? Love it. Absolutely loved it. Thought yeah, it was, me too. Thought, I, I knew, I had a feeling that they were going to be new tag team champions because tables matches are gar almost guaranteed to get you a new champion because the reigning champion doesn't have to actually lose if that makes sense no that's fair. most of, so you don't have to most of the time right. type yeah i mean they don't have to be sorry about that uh they don't have to be pinned or submitted or anything like that like look at it this way cody beat big show in a tables match because big show stepped on a table and it broke one time um i mean sheamus pushed john Cena off the top rope it looked like Cena just fell through the table you can protect your champions they don't look weak and I knew I had a feeling that that New Day would lose this match to Cesaro and Shinsuke, and man, I thought it was a good match. I really enjoyed it, and of course, yeah, it was. belt on Cesaro. I'm in. Yeah, I'm into. I just I hate the fact that you know his max capacity seems to be tag team champion, but other I mean, than that, I agree. Times he's won the tag team titles. With well, you know guys. me, I, like I'm not a Sheamus guy, but I thought the bar was terrific. I thought they were everything you want in a heel tag team. 
they would never turn face, but you still kind of like them anyway. And you had, they were believable badasses. And I like that. Like, that's the kind of tag team action I like. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, Bailey with uh, Sasha defeating uh, Nikki Cross with Alexa Bliss. Uh, obviously, Bailey retaining because, you know, I, you know what? Emo Bailey can keep the belt forever, as far as I'm concerned. Like, let's Karen Bailey up. is killing it. <laughs> to, to steal from Tim Heaney. I, that's a Tim Heaney line. <laughs> So I give credit. Uh, that was that's wonderful, and I love Bailey right now. She may be her and Sasha may be the best thing going in WWE right now. You, you might be right, and I was actually thinking when I was watching Raw. You know, I'll tell you, there was a part of me a couple of weeks ago that was you know kind of disappointed that they didn't finally do, pull that trigger on that turn, and now I'm looking back on it. And it was totally the right call to keep them together. It's just really working. It's saving the shows. It really is right now. It's you know like Oscar was it saving is. the shows, and now these fantastic. two are saving. Yeah. The whole thing just works. It's really also, on a side note before we move on, mm-hmm. before we move on, I love how they give Graves and Cole crap on oh, commentary. So it cracks so me up. And then New Day is throwing their jackets at Corey Graves. Now. <laughs> Corey Graves is useless. Not a fan. Corey, Gra- Corey Graves, man. I, I don't know if this is all work or a shoot, man, but it- <laughs> it's starting to feel like a little bit of both. <laughs> I bet when those jackets hit him, he didn't feel F-A-B-L, however you spell it. Yeah, she hasn't been around in a while either. That's another one. Where's she been? Not not that I care. That's at Corey Graves' house, I think. But I I don't know. I thought they weren't together anymore. I thought that was the buzz now. I thought they still do the the show together. I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't know. But anyway, MVP. If she's single, she can call me. All right. I can be just as disappointing as Corey Graves. uh mvp is declaring himself the new champion no apollo cruz forfeiting there we'll just we'll just skip that because i don't know what else to say about that like all i could say is mvp i i i don't mind mvp i know some people he's don't a good promo he's such a good promo i and, like and that. you know what he's elevating some of the stuff there with those guys who can't talk like bobby lashley yeah. versus apollo would be a terrible thing if you didn't have mvp in there <laughs> yes it would and but i like how mvp was like bobby bobby you got to strap that on. You can't crank it too much because you're affecting my, the guys I'm <laughs> supposed to fight, you know? And I was like, Oh, that's clever. Mm. That's clever. So yeah, yeah I, I like I'm digging it. it. I and I like it. adding Shelton Benjamin into that mix too. That's Oh yeah, man. Anytime Shelton Benjamin's on TV. Did you see the thing that, that was posted about Shelton Benjamin? I know we're kind of skip. I'm, I'm kind of no, skipping sorry. the raw here uh, a little bit. Let me, uh, let me find it. I just shared it. Here it is. Uh, Shelton Benjamin's win last night on raw was his first singles victory oh, on raw no. since april 12 2006 when he beat super crazy just to clarify the on last raw time, yes on raw the last time shelton won on raw iphones didn't exist twitter didn't use hashtags cm punk was a rookie john cena had only three world titles rick flair had another year before he retired xbox 360 was new ps3 and nintendo wii had not been released yet the top <laughs> film was Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, and Justin Timberlake topped the music charts with Sexy Back. Uh, wow. Well, good for him bringing Sexy Back. Bringing wins back to Shelton Benjamin. Very nice. Wow. You know, I know he had wins on SmackDown, though. Like, he definitely did. But, you know, so that's, yeah. like, slightly skewed. It's not like he hasn't won. But, I mean, winning on Raw, is, that is a long time. There's no doubt about that. Wow, 14-plus years. Woo-wee. Uh, all right. Um, for 18 minutes and five seconds, we got the eye for an eye match. I'm just going to step away and let Nate handle this one. You're gonna. You may disagree with me here. I don't. I'm. I am. I. I may. I may not. I just. I'm gonna. I'm giving okay. you the platform. I want. I you to thought take it. the concept was absolutely absurd, and whoever decided this needed to be booked uh, should be fired. Should be put out in the square, and we should be allowed to point and laugh at them. <laughs> now, on the other hand, I thought Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio did great with this match the actual match itself if you sat down and watch the match it's really good they even the silly stipulation they were like okay they were building to it it was like okay you know they're going for the eyes it's almost like they were softening up the eyes which was like okay there was some struggle the match told a good story the story involved in this was good the psychology was good i enjoyed it and then and then the end happened. Well, and, and here's my question to you about the end. Does oh. the end 
undo all of the good or yes. does okay, yes, that's, that's because that was my take and that's why i wanted to give you the stage here because <laughs> i knew you were gonna get to the end and that you're gonna have a problem with the end and so did i and and you knew it was it was like <laughs> it was like being in a relationship with somebody you know is going to cheat on you and ruin it and then yes. at the end of it you're like well i i knew it was coming anyway i enjoyed all this the fun stuff up until there and you know it all just went to crap that's that's what it felt like. It was the inevitable bad ending to this relationship of this oh, match. It was, and yeah, it was bad. Now here's this a ping like, pong ball with some, uh, some marker on it. Yeah. <laughs> like they couldn't even get a good fake eyeball. It was so, it was so bad. Well, it's hard Rollins, to, you know, during the pandemic, it's hard to get your hands on that kind of stuff. Black market nowadays. I can get yeah. you. I can get you an eye. I can get you, you an eye. eye I get you an eye. I get you an eye by four o'clock. I get you an eye here. <laughs> All right, uh, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Drew McIntyre retains against <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. Uh, thoughts on this one? <clears throat> I mean, no surprise, but did you enjoy this? Thumbs up, thumbs it. down. Yeah, I it was liked good. it. I, I like the match. Uh, thumbs up. This was to me. This was probably you know. This and it looks like they're running it back match in a couple uh, weeks. I thought so. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. But I like how Ziggler didn't tell anybody what the stipulation was, and then he comes in. He's like, "Hey, it's Extreme Rules just for me." and apparently Ziggler apparently as I actually channeled Stu Hart there for a second but uh, <laughs> Ziggler hey, apparently I like your pretty hair <laughs> hey like that sexy boy they were trying to bring Diana it looked like he's bringing sexy back yeah <laughs> but uh, they they uh yeah he had multiple stipulations which I was like okay that's fine the match was really good I thought the stipulations made sense for Ziggler uh, it told a good story. It it was, you know, I, I enjoyed it. it. It all made sense. And of course it set up for McIntyre to overcome. And right. I like that. And which is, yeah, which is, is good. And, and I like that they're going to run it back some way. It feels like I, I love Dolph I and him too. working with Drew is good. And, you know, right now there's nothing else until you do, you know, Randy Orton versus uh, Drew McIntyre, which is, if sometimes, that's not SummerSlam, I don't know what is like, come on. Yeah, like, I'm with you. <clears throat> sometimes predictable is good. And this was yeah. one of those times. Yeah, I agree. Okay, and speaking of predictable, oh. you know, you said it <clears throat> the last show that um, they've jumped the shark here with the which I go you know, instead of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's the uh, the WWE Cinematic Universe, the the WCU, maybe we'll call it, that. <laughs> the or the WWECU. <laughs> you know? Oh, I love it! I love it. <clears throat> so um, another one where you know you kind of called this that that you know they've they've gone too far and they're going too far and. Bray Wyatt uh, defeating Braun Strowman here. So, um, what, what are your thoughts he? on? Did he? Or, did he? I don't know. I, don't know I, who I, won. I mean, technically, they say that. <laughs> like, I was actually here to look it up and see, like, okay, what? So, so what? What's the takeaway here? <laughs> Give me the takeaway. I don't know who won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it, and when it when it ended, it was almost like, okay, did they win? Who won? <laughs> And I don't know. It I felt feel like, like everyone just lost. Like I feel overall, there's the inconsistency of this this pay per view. Not that they have to have continuity, but it just it felt very just putting a bunch of stuff together at the last minute. It felt like someone who had a, a project due, and they literally just put it all together <laughs> the night before. That's what it felt like. <laughs> me. <laughs> that's you right yeah that it felt me. like nate bush booked this event and he was just you know he totally forgot all weekend that he had oh my god i got a pay-per-view due sunday oh let me see who i got oh wait <laughs> billy and sasha they're good i'll give them a bunch of stuff to do and then like, wait, like we, skipped a, we skipped a match here we skipped a match we did what do we skip we skipped sasha oh, we skip, and oh, oh yeah well let, let's well i was actually saving i'm gonna say oh, that okay okay i'm sorry because that's I'm a good sorry. transition into raw but you know what let's just go to it now because i don't want to talk about the bray wyatt roster with it so it was a thing i mean i think a, here here's my take on that real quick i think it's a good chapter and a story but it's the chapter that it's like why did why was this in here it's like if you're reading moby dick oh i know why the, it was in there it's because it has to stretch till SummerSlam. that's exactly but like if you read moby dick there's a, there's a chapter where uh herman melville just writes about nothing but like whale facts and it's just like okay dude we didn't need to know this but it's here so whatever so I'll tell you I think what, that's kind of what we're looking at. I, I think, th I feel like this happens every year. And this is why Extreme Rules is at this time. Because in summer, 
everyone's attention starts to wane a little bit at this, you know, in July. So they always do extreme rules so they can break out tables and things and get people go, oh, okay, well, I like tables and I like chairs and I like, you know, people hitting things. That's okay. You know, they try to pull out something sensational to keep people's attention until you get to SummerSlam, which everybody is legitimately excited for because it's go- it's going to have some sort of a proper build and proper construction. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like this is how I felt about extreme rules last year. I'd have to go back and look at the card, but I feel like <laughs> I was kind of like, well, like I'm eh, mistaken. I thought extreme rules last year was actually one of the best pay-per-views. Was it, they was did. it the one that was actually really surprisingly good? I can't yeah, remember. There was, was one that, that you're, I think you it might was extreme right. rules last year, because I, if I recall correctly, I watched it and I was like, man, that's the best pay-per-view they've done all year. You might and be I, right. I, but it, I will not say that about 2020's Extreme Rules. I, I absolutely will not say that at okay, all. Okay, here you go. So last year's Extreme Rules was, ah, uh, that was the Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch against Baron Corbin, Lacey Evans. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. That was also Brock Lesnar defeating uh, Seth Rollins. In a singles yeah, match, in. the money in the bag, the yeah, cash in. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kofi defeating Samoa Joe, Dolph Owens versus and Ziggler. Owens and Ziggler. I'm looking at it right now. Gallows and Anderson against uh, Gal. Excuse me, AJ uh, with Gallows and Anderson against Ricochet. I don't think this was that good. I I think you're thinking of an. I think Alistair Black Cesaro was good. <laughs> that, that I remember being good. I don't sure. know, man. I I remember I remember this actually being a really good pay per view to watch because I was actually surprised by the 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 last chance winners take all match being better than what I expected. Maybe it was just I had such low expectations. I think that's what it is. I think year. it was crap last year too. I think I think Maybe. the same thing. I mean. I think they phoned it in last year and they're phoning it in this year and people want vacations and people are, you know, need a break and, and there you have it. All right, let's, let's talk about uh, the fallout and the Oscar thing here. And, you know, the whole thing with Bailey getting involved and then Bailey putting the referee thing on. I loved all of this. I thought it was really fine. A lot of people didn't like it. They were annoyed, but this is what bad guys are supposed to do. Terrible things. And then pretend that they're champion. Like, yes, great. Terrific. I love this. I thought it was terrific. Of all the, the wacky endings to things on this pay-per-view, this was the one wacky ending that I really supported because I knew it would drive everything. So how did you feel about this? I mean, good match, too. It was a great match. Didn't didn't really like the ending. Thought it was too hokey, if that makes sense for me. Uh, I see what they're doing, and I understand they're trying to stretch that that feud out a little bit and, and all that, but I don't know. I just thought it was kind of yeah, kind of hokey. Didn't really care for the ending that much. All right, and now you got it dragging on where you know the next night we got Kyrie Sane facing Bailey and and actually going over on her, which <clears throat> appears to be the pirate swan song for her, which I'm really, really disappointed about. I thought things were turning in the right direction. I don't know if I'm yeah, being I thought, brought her, I thought she was coming back. I thought she was staying. That's what it seems like, and now it seems like the opposite. So I don't know. I don't know who to believe anymore. I don't know if this is I'm being worked on the internet because this has happened before. With well, I believe in a thing called love. I guess, but you know, she's had three months, you know, into living in Japan again with her husband. She's gonna go. What did I do? Why did I do? Why did I give up being a WWE superstar just to just to hang out with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> he's throwing beer all over, and he's like, "Bring me another yeah, one." Yeah, <laughs> hey, can you, uh, can you, uh, oh, I'm hungry. It's breakfast time. Can make me an omelet, baby. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Like, it's. <laughs> Uh, she's like, I don't have to do this. I, I'm, I'm, dis- I'm disappointed because I want Kyrie to stay. I'm a big fan. And I just feel like she never got the opportunity she deserved. And part of it is because, you know, crappy performers put her out of commission on more than one occasion. And I think that's frustrating. And that's that's all I have to say about that. I can only hope that it's temporary and that she comes back at some other point because I think that would be great. Uh, who knows? You know, maybe you let her go through the rest of the year and have a return at the Royal Rumble. That would be super fun, right? Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what uh, what happens with her. I, I hope she stays too, but at the same time, I understand wanting to be with uh, somebody you love, especially during this uh, pandemic. I mean, I understand the concept of it. Nobody loves me. It's okay. I, I love you, Nate. I love, I love you. you too, Joe. But, Thanks, dear. But nobody but nobody holds me at night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to hold you at night, but maybe if maybe an omelet in the morning. Well, we'll hey, talk about it. <laughs> all right. All right. We're good. Now. Right. We're good. All right. <laughs> let's, let's, let's fly around some other things. Uh, have you seen the pictures of Roman Reigns? Look at all jacked. 
I have not actually. Oh well, you might want to Google that because the Let dude looks Google jacked that. right now, man. Oh, he Roman... should. He's been sitting at the house. Oh, I know. <laughs> and then Rusev posted a picture saying, "Oh yeah, you think that's big? Look at me. I'm even bigger." Ha ha ha. Uh, but I hey, love Rusev. God, you know, I it's uh, Roman Reigns uh, might not be wearing that vest when he comes back. The dude looks yoked <laughs> right now. So he shouldn't be wearing the vest anyway. I agree. But here, here's where here's I'm gonna say this. And I want everybody to listen really hard to it. You miss Roman Reigns, don't you? Because you know why? Because Roman Reigns feels like a big deal. And even though you might not like him, he's a big deal. And the one thing they're missing right now is a big deal. Right? Good good Lord. Dude's jacked. (laughs) Let me tell you. God, he looks like he looks like me. <laughs> uh, yes, ladies, uh, I look just like Roman Reigns. That's right. That's right. I have a suit. goatee just like Roman Reigns. <laughs> I have two legs and two arms. Like and, you know what? And and last but not least, here before we close out the show, um, what do you think of the hashtag Naomi deserves better? Is that accurate, or is that just also narrative of what's going on? Because. When she was champ, I thought her run was very good. I thought she had a fantastic match. I want to say it was at SummerSlam that year against Natty. That was a terrific match. Really, both of them kind of shine there. And Naomi has a lot of talent in the ring. And I do feel like she is underutilized. Do you think she is? And do you think that they will take notice and try to make a change with that? <sighs> I like Naomi. <laughs> uh-huh. I do. I, I think she's I very too. good. But... I'm, I don't know. There's something about that that gimmick, the the glow gimmick, that I'm just like, eh, I'm kind of over it, I guess. Um, here here's my issue with Naomi, and this is why, and not my issue, but this is why I think they the WWE is is slow to push her. Her relationship with her husband, and her husband has had some issues, you know. Yeah, and I we think, hope that I think that's... those get resolved. Mm-hmm. I, we hope those get resolved, of course. I only wish them the best. And I'm not throwing stones at that. I'm just, this is just a reality. Well, it's part of doing also, business. Yeah, it is. It is. And Naomi also, um, she's kind of injury prone. Uh, well, the other she, thing is too, it's hurt a lot. You may, you make a really good point, which is, you know, when you, when you have one of your champions, significant others in the news for DUIs and other things like that, yeah. it's not a good look on the company on, on that level. And it shouldn't be there. like, you should be able to separate them. But unfortunately, the media doesn't, and it puts like negative attention on that. So, yeah. uh, look, I, and there I could think be that, more. There could be political stuff backstage we don't even know. Oh, about. well, there always is. But I'll tell you what, it was it was nice to see uh, a six man tag match on Raw with six men of color. <laughs> you know, you have Mustafa yeah. Ali in there, and then uh, five Good others. Good to see him back. Color. Good to see Mustafa mm-hmm. Ali back. Kind of funny they built that stupid thing up never to uh, do it, but then again. You know, we should we should know better. You know, <laughs> we've seen a we've seen this story before of building some idea and a character up and then just completely letting it go. It's unless like GTV all over again. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's it's fine. Oh, by the way, also, you know, I, I know last week we were busy, so let, let's talk about it. how do we feel about Keith Lee, double champion, and where they go from here with Adam Cole and Undisputed Era. I think it was time. I think we all agreed it was time for Adam Cole to take a break as champion nothing yeah. against adam cole he is the greatest nxt champion and everyone who says differently is just wrong in my opinion I, um, you're right you're right I agree. and i think it's time to move the undisputed era up for some entertainment on raw because it's a three-hour show and those guys can give you entertainment and i would love to see adam cole show up at SummerSlam with the undisputed era and screw up drew mcintyre's match or randy or something like something with them i need it i want it uh, but where do they go with Keith Lee? Where do they go with Adam Cole from here? Your thoughts before we close out the show today. I think Keith Lee will have a nice long title run. Um, How does I he really... drop the other belt? Because you need him to. You can't have him. Yeah, have I think he will. I think he'll defend the North American title in a match. And I think Karrion Cross will cause him to drop it, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. But I, I don't I don't think Karrion Cross. I love the gimmick he has. I don't think he should beat Keith Lee quickly. I don't think Keith Lee should be a transitional champion. In my no, opinion. me neither. No, I, I think don't Keith either. Lee should have a nice run. He's the 16th ever NXT champion. So that's cool. I, I was looking at that the other day. I think, though, Keith Lee, 
if they have him drop it quickly to carrying cross, the only issue I, I I wouldn't want that, but if they do, they could always say, well, he was the first NXT double champion. So maybe the, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see where they, where they go with it, but I think he should have a nice long title run. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm, I'm thinking some kind of three-way match where the first pin gets the uh, North American championship and the second one gets the NXT championship. The old mania 2000 triple threat mm, rules. You got it. Yeah. Why not bring it back? It's been 20 years. Do it. Yeah, nobody <laughs> will remember it. <laughs> most, most people won't. That's um, true. It's only been done once. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know another way to do it, really. I mean, it's kind of... Unless a you have him work twice in one night. That's the only other way I can think of. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you could. That's asking a lot, but it's possible. That's that's definitely possible. The problem is like with Karrion Cross now, I'm, and you're going to get a good match with him on Wednesday with Dijakovic. I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. It's like yeah. the first real match he's going to have, so that'll be fun. But I almost feel like you don't want to burn it too fast here because then you're going to end up like... And again, how about AEW where you build this, this monster only to have him, you know, lose. And then like, then what? Like he's, he's, he's floating around the middle, you know, and, and Damian Priest kind of feels like the next guy to hold yeah. North American championship to me. Is, is that, is that kind of your gut too? I kind yeah, of feel like he he's needs the next. It. I think Damian, I love me some Damian Priest. He's, he's Razor Ramon 2.0. I love, I kind of like Cameron Grimes, man. I'm starting. He's really, Cameron I'm Grimes. into him right now, dude. I, but I've been telling and you this for like, okay, hold on. For six months, I've been talking about Cameron Grimes. Welcome to the party. Like, welcome. Where have you been? Yeah. The dude is hilarious. It's I know. Great in the ring. I, he's like a hairy fuzzball who doesn't hit the weight room, but dude is awesome. Like, the dude is just great. Everything about yeah. it just works, even though you look at it and nothing. It's like when you watch Hunter Pence play baseball and everything looks awkward and terrible and he doesn't look like anything should be good and he's really good. It was, it was like that. Like, that's the best equivalent I can make where you're like, well, none of this should work. And it all just does. And it's, he's just really, he's really, a, you know, good. Just a solid performer there. And if he was champ, I would have no problem with that either. Uh, champ, the new North American champ, the next one, though, I'm throwing it out here. This is my hat to the ring. I'm lobbying for Timothy Thatcher. I know you love, I love him. Timothy Thatcher. You know what? It's... Uh, he, I don't know. I'm not there yet. I'm getting closer. Oh, come, just... on. Ah. come on. He, look, he looks like a guy that could break your break your back. Hey, he to me. Hey, yeah, give me some holds to teach you some things. Hey. British like, like Davey. Hey. <laughs> well, Nate Bush's hat is in the ring, but we're going to exit the ring and leave it there. That'll do it for us. Again, if you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe to anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're part of the In This League podcast network. Go join the ITL Army over on Patreon, and uh, we'll be back next week with another show. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at JoePizzaPia17, at WideJump, and at InThisRing. That'll do it for me and Nate Bush. And remember, kids, to be the men, you gotta beat the men. And we are the men. Woo! Yeah, Diane, hey, looking like he's a kind of whore. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.